welcome to the Once Blind Podcast, your host, Carlos. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Once Blind. As you can tell, I got my boy DJ One Way with me. He's right here on this side. No, wait, he's on this side. He's on some side. I don't know where it's recording. But either way, Johnny, say what's up. What up, what up? Part two, we back at it again. Yeah. So now you wanted to ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah. Let's, um, so I'm working on, we talked about it before with the, uh, the Tough Love Project and everything. So I've got some other stuff in the works. So I'm just going to put it out um, as it is. But I realized there was one or two um, topics that never got done um, and stuff. So hit you up. See if you want to do a little Q&A um, and hit this topic of the uh, five solace. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they? What they mean? Like, what's the importance? Is it biblical? Whatever, um, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, um, that's basically it. So that way we can get the audio off of this, get it into that tough love, uh, volume three. So that maybe by the end of the month, uh, we'll put it out. Um, and then just a little plug on that. I think after all is said and done, it's probably going to be just over seven hours of material. Um, nice. apologetics material, um, defending the faith. What is apologetics? Um, what is the Bible? Who is Jesus? Uh, breaking down what the Bible is, Old Testament, New Testament, the Tanakh, the Torah, all, what all that stuff is, um, as well as, you know, comparing the gospel to other uh, worldwide religions, Catholicism, Islam, Mormonism, Jehovah's mm-hmm. Witnesses, um, as well as uh, Hebrew Israelite, which is getting pushed more and more and everything, as well as other, you know, doctrines and stuff uh, of the faith. So, yeah, trying to get this out there so that way we can focus on some uh, new ideas and new projects for this year. Um, so, yeah. Sweet. And also, before you even move on, uh, soon enough, you're going to have the clothing line out as well. Do you know how soon? So. Uh, I got to put that out there. Nah, that's not on the hush-hush, man. Nah, you got to start plugging in now. Start plugging in now, baby. uh, Yeah, one of the ventures, um, actually, my wife uh, had an idea. We have some ideas, uh, entrepreneur-type things um, and everything. So one of the uh, more feasible, I guess, uh, a little bit easier to grasp. Uh, We got an idea with with an apparel line. Um, so yeah, we're working on some designs for that and everything, uh, getting in contact with some manufacturers and excuse me, some third parties and everything to basically just figure out what's going to be the best route to go with getting the merchandise made and getting it sent out logistical stuff, profit margins. Nice. Um, cause you know, there's a bunch of different ways you can do it. So yeah, we got logo, we got a name, we got the website going, getting designs out and stuff, but, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah. It's happening. You just want to know when. Yeah. All right, cool. Yep. You know we want to support my brother. So. All right, so ask away, man. What What's the first thing you want to hit off on this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like I said, it's for the Tough Love Project. So one of the uh, topics, obviously, that gets talked about, um, evangelical uh, Christian circle and stuff, um, whether, ref- whether it's uh, Reformed theology or not, um, we hear a lot of people talk about the five solace, um, yeah. especially in the more of the reformed camp and everything. So I just want to break down what the five solace are, you know, where we got them from, what do they mean, 
um, and let's talk about the importance of it, um, of each one, you know what I mean? And by and large, I guess as a whole, um, what's the benefit of pushing or teaching the five solists and stuff like that? Um, is it even biblical or whatever? So I guess we'll just start with, you know, um, what are they? Okay. Name all, right. all five or whatever, and then we'll go one at a time, you know, explaining them. All right. So the five solas, solas being Latin for alone, we can actually trace back the theology of the five solas all the way back to St. Augustine that taught Martin Luther. And Martin Luther, when he did his 95 Thesis, he, these were points that were in there. And he wrote that towards the Catholics because obviously they went <clears throat> off on their own little thing. And it started with just different points. One of them was sola scriptura, which means scripture alone. You have solo Christos, which is Christ alone. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to read them with the small print here because I don't have them by memory with sola. Sola gratia, which is grace alone. Um, faith alone is actually solo fidel or fide. I don't know why they spelled it that way. Gloria, uh, let's see, solo deo gloria, God, why did they spell it like this? So glory to God alone is basically what it is, deo being God yeah. in there. They're all biblical principles, without a doubt, mm -hmm. because we're only, and this has to do really with like salvation, where we get salvation, where does the message of salvation come from? And the first mm -hmm. one is scriptures alone, right? So scriptures alone it's very simple. Anything outside of the scriptures, new doctrines, new books, as in that time where he was, where Martin Luther was talking about it, it was the fact that they created different books. The book of the Maccabees, and there's like 14 different books that the Catholics had added in that aren't a part mm -hmm. of the canon. Being that they did the that. The Apocrypha? Yes. They wanted to, well, Martin Luther wanted to make the point that you can only go by canon, by those scriptures. So, by scriptures alone. The, the funny thing is, is that in the 1900s is when it got its name, the Five Solas, and by the Reformed Church. So, the, the name Five Solas, this isn't something that went back to those days. It's, it's something new that, you know, they, they had to give it a name kind of like the five points of Calvinism. Calvin didn't give the five points in that fashion. They took five mm -hmm. points out of Calvin's things, and then they created their own little thing. So five points mm -hmm. out of what Martin Luther was saying, and they gave it a clever Latin name, five solas. One of the writers here had put, uh, the Bible is the only infallible and sufficient rule for governing issues of life and doctrine, which is facts. So this is actually from a Reformed church that I got this from, and that is facts. You can't disagree with the authority, okay, of the scriptures. Anything outside of scriptures has to be tested with scripture regardless. So it's not that mm -hmm. you can't, you know, say that God has revealed something. Usually something that's tested within scriptures. It's an understanding of what's already there. It's kind of like when you hear people say, there's nothing new under the sun. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything has been done before. There's nothing new. Well, we don't need to add to the scriptures, and many people try to. So on this pillar that they have, it is actually good. The second one, Christ alone. 
you, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's where you got your name from. Yep. And here's the deal. There is no salvation in any other way than through Christ. Now, by grace alone, because you can't earn it. You can't do anything except have faith, which is faith alone. So these three basically go hand in hand. Because if you don't have faith in Christ, there is no salvation. And because all you Mm -hmm. do is have faith, okay, it's believe, which is prompted by the Holy Spirit, then it's just Mm -hmm. grace. Now, here's the thing. People don't understand grace. They hear grace a lot, and it's like, oh, yeah, great, grace. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. Well, grace is undeserving merit, okay? It's basically, I've heard it explained this way. It's basically you walking down the street, someone comes to rob you, and you're like, you know what? Here, I'll give you the money in my sock. I'll give you the money in my other sock. Here, I'm going to give you money that I'm hiding. Oh, take my wallet as well. And by the way, if you give me five minutes, I'll call my daughter and you can marry her. Like, why would you do all these things for someone who's robbing you? That is grace. Okay, you, you can't understand why someone would do something for a person who's robbing one. Well, we have sinned against God. And yet God, through Christ, made a way for us to be sanctified, right? Justified. And now that was three pillars knocked off real quick. And the last one, and why? Why do we do anything as Christians, as as people who say they believe in God? It's for the glory of God alone. If you look through the Bible, and this is something cool that, that I've always loved, people tend to think that God is there for them, right? No, God mm-hmm. is there for his glory. That's why throughout the scriptures, especially with Moses and Israel, every time God wanted to end Israel and create and start new with Moses, the reason he didn't do it was for his namesake. What would people say mm-hmm. of God? And that would remove from God's glory. So God does not go against his own glory, and nor should we. Everything we do, it should be to glorify, to worship, to put God in the place that he is supposed to be at. Those are your five pillars. You got anything on? Okay. You want to ask about that? Um, you mentioned uh, when you were talking about Christ alone and believing and everything and stuff like that. Um, is that all it is? You just need to believe? It sounds very simple. It sounds like, yeah, that's all. And it actually is. That's it. Everything else comes with that faith. Okay. Here's the thing that people don't understand, and they tend to think, oh, this is, this is nothing. So to have faith in Christ, you, you have to first believe that he was born from a virgin. Then from there, you have to believe that he lived a sinless life. You have to then continue to believe that he was put upon that cross. But while he was on that cross, that all the sins of the world were put upon him. You also have to believe, as the scriptures say, that he went to the depths, right? He went into hell. Hell could not hold him because he was perfect, yet resurrected. Not in his spirit form, no, in his physical form. 
that he also walked the earth and then ascended and that he is coming back. So it's not simply say, oh, yeah, I believe in Jesus. No, no, you have to believe in who Jesus actually is. And now what happens to, to a heart, according to Scripture, once you put your faith on Christ, there's something that happens, and it's, it's the Holy Spirit, and it's a ministry that no one really dives into. God sends the Holy Spirit. Once you have that Spirit in, everything in life changes. You also want to change in the sense of, and, and I know you'd understand this because we come from the same hood. If someone gives their life for you, okay, you, you owe them. You give them your life. And that's the thing about having faith and believing in Christ. It's like, wow, he took the, the, the biggest bullet he could take for me. I, I, he paid mm -hmm. for my sin. Okay, and now I go on. So it's not as simple as it sounds, but it is simple as it sounds. Kind of cool. So how would you coincide that with the scripture where we're told that, um, how's it go? Even the demon, demons believe. Okay. So now you're going right? into James. If we're, if, we're, if we're saying believe, right, mm -hmm. um, and stuff, but we, we know in Scripture even the, the demons believe. So you probably answered it already in your answer and stuff, but can you differentiate the difference? Oh, absolutely. Um, between how the demons believe that uh, God and what Yeah, and they tremble. How, how we are supposed to believe. Yeah. yeah, and they trembled. And that I love the fact that you brought up that scripture because so many people, so many people, I believe in Jesus. Yeah, so did the demons, yet they trembled, right? There was a reverence. Mm -hmm. They knew. Even when Jesus was walking the earth and he went to go do an exorcism, okay, they said, whoa, 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 we want nothing to do with you, son of man, okay? They feared him. They knew who he was. And the scripture that you're talking about is James chapter 2. Verse 17, thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works. And I will show you by faith, by my works. Oh, I'm sorry, my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. And that was verse 19. So, what James is telling mm -hmm. us here, that because he believes, <clears throat> he has faith, it shows in how he behaves and in the works that he does and the things that he does. The Bible says, if you know what is good and don't do it, that is sin. Okay? And that's all James is explaining to us is that because he is a Christian, because he has the faith in Christ, there are things that he does out of that faith. Many other people will take it the other way. See, you're talking about people who say they believe with their mouths but have no works and have no signs of doing mm -hmm. anything for Christ or any desire to, to do the work because he gave us a great commission. You know, he said so many things for us to live by. If we're not doing any of those, then where's the evidence? And every action mm -hmm. has evidence. So now you mm -hmm. have the reverse side of that. People say, well, I'm a good person. I do good things. In fact, funny thing is today, very just today, I had the conversation with someone in my family about how their good works, God is rewarding them because it's his intention. And, you know, and he's scoring points with God. Ooh. 
And that's what this scripture is saying. You know, the one person says, well, you know, I believe because of my works. No, no, it's reversed. Because you believe, you get the works. Okay, everything mm -hmm. else is nothing. And even if you think yeah. your works are that good, God says to Israel yes. that your good deeds... Filthy rags. Exactly. And you remember the, the word filthy rags is actually woman product. Like a menstrual pad. Exactly. So just mm -hmm. saying. Because then once we, we, we go into the works and stuff like that, like you said or whatever, that uh, just brings me back to the teachings of Catholicism. Yes. Well, it, it's not only Catholicism. It actually... Oh, yeah, there's many others. But You have Catholicism... Jehovah Witnesses, yeah. uh, Mormons, mm -hmm. uh, Mormons, yep. Muslim, Black Israelites, Buddhism, and I can't remember anything else right now. But all of those that I've mentioned are works-based faith. Everything has to do with mm -hmm. work. If you don't have the works, you can't have the faith. So mm -hmm. it, and again, this is why this whole idea of coexist kind of kills me because one of mm -hmm. them. Okay, stands so far away from the other ones. Hmm. Follow-up question with what you just said with uh, faith works, right? Mm -hmm. What would you say to the individual that will question one's faith because they don't see certain works? Say, followed up, well, how many times did you read the Bible? How often have you been praying? You know what I mean? These are works, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and stuff, and then we'll tie the two basically, and, and then question your faith because maybe you didn't spend two hours reading the Bible this week, um, or whatever, and then they want to equate the two that they're synonymous or whatever. Would you say that would be an accurate interpretation of taking what that scripture says to then question how? solid someone's faith is because they don't read the bible as much as often or do the same type mm -hmm. of studying that you do or praying as much as you pray or whatever um and stuff how would you go about that all right so i actually love the fact that you brought that question up because so many people want to judge right matthew 7 and in the beginning of matthew 7 you hear jesus explaining that you shouldn't judge Right, because of the sense of first remove the plank in your eye before you try to remove the speck in someone else's eye. The intention Ju of judging hypocritically. Exactly. I'll trust me. I'll get to the second part of that. But in the sense of where you're just <clears throat> you're you're thinking everyone has to be at the same step as you are. Everyone has to be in the same mm -hmm. way that you are. You see, I'm I'm not a worshiper in the sense of I can't sing. Okay, I, mm. I, I can't sing, but I worship God mm -hmm. in how I study. I worship God in how I pray, in how I evangelize. Mm -hmm. So those are my ways but of... But just because... So, go ahead. But we also have to keep in mind, just because somebody can sing mm -hmm. and makes the hairs on your skin stand up or whatever, doesn't necessarily mean that they are worshiping and that they're right with God either. No, well, that's just emotions. That's, yeah. that's just emotions because, listen, I can listen to Celine Dion, okay, and get goosebumps. And she's not singing mm -hmm. no Christian music, okay? I can listen yeah. to some beautiful voices. In fact, with, with how often you hear different singers coming on uh, all the social media stuff, there's some singers out there that are 
singing some love type music, but the voices are powerful. Music is is mm -hmm. one thing. See, when you worship God through music, it, it's just because that's what's being expressed out of your heart. And again, today's churches have really manipulated what we think worship is. And the reason I say I can't worship God, because it's not that I don't sing songs. Okay. It's not that I mm -hmm. won't, uh, you know, put Christian music on. That's not what I'm saying. I, I will sing quietly. Right. And I don't mm -hmm. feel that. And I hate the word feelings, but I don't attest to myself a worshiper through music. Okay. I'm not David. I'm not writing mm -hmm. Psalms. Mm -hmm. Many people can, very few do it right. And this is why, mm -hmm. because when we worship God through music, we are supposed to phase out and everything is supposed to go up. Again, this goes to that fifth pillar of all glory to God. Okay. When mm -hmm. you're throwing solos, when you're throwing extra music, when you're taking the hymns and adding your rock and roll stuff to it, not that I'm against contemporary, Okay, but when you're taking the credit for making a song or a psalm better, mm -hmm. who, who's getting glory? Okay, mm -hmm. when you hit your high notes and you're all the way up there, who's getting glory? You didn't have to do that. And if that's how you mm -hmm. want to worship God, do that where you're not going to get attention. The same way I pray and Jesus told us to pray in our closet, okay, away from everyone, you want to put on the best show of your life? Do it in your closet. But again, mm -hmm. you know, that that's edgy. You can't really say that. See if I care. <laughs> mm. But again, going back to Matthew 7, and now I'm thinking Matthew 7's on it, but I'm going to stay there. The idea there is, is that we quickly are to judge others according to our standards of what Christianity is supposed to look like. That shouldn't be. Because I'm going to tell you now, I may read the Bible more than you, but you may pray more than I do. Does that make me mm -hmm. better or you better or anyone better? No, we choose to show our works, our faith, our, our, the things that we do in different ways. Now, this is not talking about sin, though. You see, because if you continue in Matthew 7, when you go down more and it starts talking about you shall know them by their fruits— Okay, so it's two different mm -hmm. things that we're talking about here. So if someone's not reading the Bible as much as you think they should, that's not sin. That's mind your mm -hmm. business and allow them to grow with God as they go. But if they're living in sin or they're doing some mm -hmm. sinful act, they're adultery, murder, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Now, that's where you should say, okay, I got to attest it. I got to deal with this fruit. This is rotten fruit. You're allowed yeah. to judge those actions. But we need to be very, very mm -hmm. careful in how we we attest works or, or educate works to a person according to what we think is right. Another scripture mm -hmm. to look into is actually Jesus said, uh, not Jesus, I'm sorry, Paul was teaching, right, that some will be teachers, some will be pastors, some will be, because not every single person is going to fit the same part of the body, since we're a part of the body, as everyone else. Yeah. Many members, one body. Exactly. Yeah. Um, got another, uh, it might have been what we've already hit. Trying to figure out how to phrase it. Uh, with, along, 
the whole works thing, um, which kind of goes into then when they just people or whatever pastors, whatever would then say stuff like, say, um, say you're down this week, right? Mm -hmm. Um, you had a bad week or whatever. You didn't love your wife as you should or, or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they ought to, um, had a bad day. You got angry, depressed, um, or whatever, which that can be a whole nother thing, whether or not Christians can have depression and anxiety and mental health stuff going on. But then they would attribute whatever those circumstances are right to, Oh, well, you're not reading enough. You're not praying enough um, and stuff. Tie it to works in a way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you had a bad day or whatever the case is. All right. As Christians. Would you say that goes hand in hand? Uh, no. Because here, here's the problem. We are still human. Yes, the old man is supposed mm. to die. Yes, we are supposed to be in a new frame of mind. But the problem is, is that mm -hmm. the body is still the body and it's still of this earth until it dies. Mm -hmm. We're still going to have chemical imbalances. We're still going to have distractions. We're still going to have desires that we have to fight against. Look at Paul. He talked about mm. beating his body into submission. Uh, there, there was, uh, who was it? I forget his name. I think it was Martin Luther. Martin Luther used to throw himself in, in thorn bushes whenever he struggled with sexual sin. And I think it was Martin mm. Luther. Might have been another one in his era. But, I mean, this is why people go to these extremes. Because mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Now, the Bible says that I did not give you a spirit of depression. Now, this spirit of depression is not a chemical imbalance. It's literally a spirit. But most people okay. who deal with depression are not just, better said, not all depression is spirit-based. Because of every okay. medicine and things that we have today, okay, and certain things that have been introduced to our bodies as young children, okay, has rewired our brains in a sense where now there's a chemical imbalance. And you have psychosis. You have depression. You have uncontrollable anger, okay? Self-control mm -hmm. is something, you know, that's a fruit of the spirit. But you also have which is a new thing. No one's ever heard of it before, uh, our era at least, ADHD, ADD. All these imbalances that our brains go through, these are mental mm -hmm. defects, okay? Can God heal mm -hmm. them? Yes. But he didn't heal the thorn on the side of Paul, did he? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm just saying because, I, I and I feel what you're saying because I've heard so many people try to say or tell someone that their relationship with God is not a, a good one because they don't spend their time doing this. They don't spend their time doing that. They should be at the church mm -hmm. seven days a week. No, nowhere in the Bible yeah. does it say that. So yeah. Or the, the trial or whatever's going on in someone's life gets attributed to, well, you didn't read your Bible today. You didn't pray today. And then they attribute that to the if you want to say the lack of works yeah. well you can also tell them sense. the next time anyone wants to say that to you and also for all those that are listening the next time someone wants to tell you that your works are so low and this is why you're going through trials or you're not reading your bible enough tell that same person to read his bible because paul and peter both remind us that we're going to go through trials and we're going to go through many things 
okay? Because they are to to build us up. Trials are for mm. our good. They're going to teach us to be patient with God. They're going to strengthen us so that we don't fall over in every wind. So either God is right or, or the apostles were right when they said that trials were going to come and that we were going to then from there, okay, become stronger in the Lord. We're also going to learn to call on the name of the Lord, okay? So these things mm. are what the Bible teaches. Yet you, Mr. Pastor, Mr. Teacher of Bible, you know, you Pharisee, you want to tell people that because they're not with God as much as you think they should be is why they're going through hardships? That's, that's pretty bad teaching if, if, I mean, you're going against the Bible. And you know what the best part about that is? The same people who hold on to these five pillars are the main ones who want to go after people for the so-called works. Hmm. Yeah. So, and there has to be structure. It's not that there hasn't has to be structure. And, and and I don't want anyone to take this as you're not supposed to. Read would you your say Bible. there's a lack of? Would you say there's also a lack of grace when those conversations happen? Absolutely, absolutely. Because he, here's the thing about grace, right, and mercy too, because they go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. When you as a teacher want to help someone become a person who reads more, you actually do more by example than by beating them down. Okay, that's the first mm -hmm. thing. The second thing that, that I think, and again with, with grace, is that the things that we need, okay, to have grace on, the things that we need to show mercy on, we find those very hard to do. But on things that we need to bring the hammer down on, the things that we should say, no, 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 we're not going nowhere near this. This stops here are the things that they want to have mercy and grace for. And that is evident in how the churches today are going. We're worried about the little things that, that a person can grow into, right, with their relationship with Christ. But we're, mm -hmm. we're debating whether homosexuality should be in the church or not. Okay. We're debating whether the fornicators in our church should stay there. Okay. Mm. We want to expel and push out the people who don't read 10 chapters a day. Yet the ones that are living in sin are allowed to be. Just seems mm. very hypocritical to me. Mm. And now grace well, I'll, I'll say I kind of I, I also have seen it um, kind of like on the opposite end um, in the sense that we can't, we can't provide a particular service or we're not going out of our way and whatnot if you're not a member of this church, mm. right? So you're not entitled to certain things unless you're a member of this church. So if you want counseling or help or talking with a pastor mm -hmm. or whatever, there'll be a few conversations, say in the beginning or whatever, but say ongoing um, stuff, services or whatever, well, you need to become a member to, to, to gain access to that. You know what I mean? Um, 
like 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 if it's a subscription model yeah. <laughs> type thing um that you're subscribing for online or whatever what well, to get these perks yeah i need you to like and subscribe yeah um and stuff you know um and i for one i don't necessarily i I kind of get the argument in the sense, well, you don't, we don't want, we don't, we just don't want a bunch of consumers, right? Because you're going to have consumers, right? Say mm -hmm. consumers um, sucking the life dry out of everyone, but yet they're not, I've heard that argument, but yet they're not necessarily dedicated to the church. They're not a member of the church per se. They're just a consumer taking all that, you know what I mean? Uh, so I kind of get that argument. But on the flip side, how many people get turned away or don't get acknowledged and stuff like that? Because in order to reap the benefits of yeah. what this church has, you have to sign on the dotted line. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? Um, is it the, uh, the third book of hesitations that speaks of memberships in the church? Because I, I don't know anywhere in the Bible, okay, that it speaks of memberships, okay? Mm -hmm. in, in fact, when when Paul spoke of whether you're from Apollos or you say you're from Paul, I don't care where you're from as long as we're following the same Christ, right? So people had mm -hmm. their certain followers, but they didn't have to sign up mm -hmm. and become members, okay? Mm -hmm. So I, I hate the, first of all, the whole idea of becoming a member. Well, what am I becoming a mm -hmm. member to? Right? I thought once I believed in Christ and I become a, a member of that body, that's it. That's all that mattered. But addressing even that that scenario, because I went to, we were walking Newark once and there was a, a certain church, I forget the name of it. Uh, the church is known for, for, for doing many things that aren't Christ-like. So either way, I don't even consider it a church. But a man went in for prayer. And, uh, I they, remember that. You were there. I, th I think I was there. Okay. So what happened was, if you remember, they kicked the guy out. They were having prayer night, but they kicked the guy out because he wasn't dressed properly and he's not a part of the church. So the guy came outside and we prayed for him. Maybe, may, oh, I don't know, maybe a different. So what I remember, if it's the same incident, mm -hmm. was it was a church. Yeah, uh, we walked into it um, to see what was going on, see what they were about. Mm -hmm. uh, dude came in. He had asked for prayer um, and whatnot. He was denied prayer because the person that could pray for him was not there. Whether yeah, that was elder, the... deacon, pastor, or whatever. Um, so then we we were all looking confused because if you're all if if you're Christian or whatever, anybody can pray for him. It's not like the Catholic Church that the only one you can talk to about your sin or whatever is going to the yeah. um going to the whatever they that was um, a second instance same, same church though. whatever yeah same church same, oh, two so instances. okay okay and that okay, day yeah, i remember I it as well that yeah and then you walk yeah you walked out and then we walked out or whatever and it was like yeah don't let anybody tell you that you cannot pray for somebody just because yeah. the pastor of the church is not here yet or whatever yeah. um but yeah i remember that particular yeah that person got um, you know, ended up walking out. So in, in that case, like ministry was meant to minister to those, right? And who needs more ministry than those that don't know Christ? Now, the gifts 
through the Holy Spirit, right? All the miracles that were but being did, done. Didn't, did, didn't he say he came for the ones that were good and and, and healthy? Isn't no. that what the Bible I, said? I <laughs> and that's, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because that also goes into another point. You're a Christian. You can only hang out with Christians. That comment that you just made, actually, you made the opposite of the comment, but what you're referring to was Jesus sitting at a table with tax collectors, sinners, prostitutes, and everything that when the Sanhedrin came by, actually, I think it was a Pharisee that came by, they saw him sitting there, and he's like, you sit there with a bunch of sinners? And he said, does a doctor go to those that are healthy? Okay. Mm -hmm. No. He goes to those that are sick. I came to those that are unrighteous because you guys think that you are righteous. So here's my thing. Mm -hmm. If Christ, like, and I love the point you made. If Christ came for the unrighteous, for the sick, for the lame, for the blind, for those that are in iniquity, okay, and have iniquities physically, then why is it that we want to build up membership and only minister to those in your membership? Here, here's a cool part, right? If you're doing church right, even if you have members, your members need you less than those people out in that world because you're doing a good job as a pastor. If you're doing such mm -hmm. a great job leading the, the flock that has been given to you, right, that you've been responsible for, if you're doing your job, they can do five minutes without you so you can pray for the man that's hanging out in the corner, okay? Mm -hmm. They don't need you to spend all this time. And then, hey, maybe instead of putting on your, your third class of the week and teaching some new special doctrine, take the money that you would have saved in putting that class in and go feed that guy in the corner's belly. But no, we're mm. going to teach the five solas, the five this, the five that, over and over and over and over again, wasting all that money mm -hmm. so that people can say, look how great I am, rather than go feed someone's stomach. Okay, rather than go pray somewhere. Hey, you know what, guys? Listen, you're looking for something else to do at Thursday at 6 o'clock? Let's go walk the streets of Newark. Let's go walk the streets of, uh, I guess, uh, for you would be Raleigh. Is Raleigh a bad city? I think Raleigh's a nice uh, city. Certain, certain areas, but... Um, All right, so let's say, let's go walk in Raleigh. Let's people go do that, these. I, I would say people that haven't left the area mm -hmm. would say differently, but I've driven to some areas they said don't go to and i was like yeah that's not that i won't go compared to what <laughs> <laughs> there, there's one area there's like yeah you don't want to go there and i drove around there and i was like this is like new brunswick it's not even camden okay. or north yeah this is this is like it's like kind of in the middle yeah. but not but that's the that thing like take the time aside but away from areas take the time aside and i know there's plenty of churches over in your area there's plenty of churches here Mm -hmm. Okay. In fact, every hood has well, a church in every other corner. Down here. Oh, that is true. Mm -hmm. That is true. Ooh. Yeah, we're, we're in the Bible Belt. Well, you Virginia, also have the, North Carolina, South Carolina. My, my favorite Baptists are on that line. <laughs> no, but the whole thing is, is that a lot of people really misuse this, this idea of membership, of just... I can only help those from within. No, the people who are within have made it. Do they need a little help here and there? Do you need to show them what it is? That's fine. But see, here's the cool thing, ready? If 
if you could slow down from telling every little person they need to read more or they need to pray more like you and this and that, then you'd have time to go and help those that are consumers. <clears throat> and that's the thing that drives me insane. Like, you, you call them consumers? Yeah, what did Jesus call them when the apostles, and or at that time the disciples were telling him, you're tired, you need rest, you need this, we need to go here, we got to go here. In fact, one perfect story. Peter goes up to Jesus and says, these people are hungry. And he said, Jesus said, you're not a, they're not members, they're not you 12. No, he said, feed them. Boom, cool. feed them. Thousands, feed them. That's, that's Jesus' response. Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's the, mm -hmm. the, the killer for me. We, we claim as churches to, to say, hey, we want to do it like Jesus did it. Yet we do the opposite mm -hmm. of what Jesus did. And if we mm -hmm. know what is good and don't do it, that is sin. Mm. Yeah, from what I've seen, it would be like um, they'll feed and this and that. But then it comes to a point where it's like, okay, you, you now you need to make a decision. Are you going to become a member or not? Like there's a there's a time limit of when you can get the goodies or whatever, right? But then a member like, for okay. what? What what's the benefit? See, and, yeah. and I'll ask you this. What is the benefit of becoming a member to any church? Well, I would say, well, again, my experience is different. Mm -hmm. Um, so I I'm not gonna go into detail of what I've experienced or whatever, but I would say what one would say, um, I've exper experienced some of it, but also mm -hmm. some negative too. Um, but let's say we would say probably with becoming a member, um, being prayed for directly, um, say if you are in uh, financial uh, trouble, you need help, this and that, like it's known because you're a member of the church or whatever. Um, so then they come out and they'll, help you help you pay bills um and stuff like that you know what i mean there are different perks like that um being a member then you're known uh if you need help with other things say moving or whatever well you're a member you belong to um a small group or whatever you get to help you know what i mean um and stuff like that is uh if you want to say like you're not you're not just an acquaintance mm. you're a friend now mm. Right, so there's a difference between acquaintances and friends. Once you're in the friend zone, it's I'm gonna do a little bit more for you, mm -hmm. right? Be there more for you. So becoming a member, becoming a member to whatever the church is, mm -hmm. if you want to say, allows you to get that those extra things, if you may. You know what I mean? Um, expressing your needs known, and now they know it, so they can help you with that um and stuff versus if you're not a member and you're coming and going as you please well then there's a uh the relationship isn't necessarily fully there you know what i mean there's a little bit of a disconnect there yeah and that sounds if that makes sense no no it made perfect sense and it's it's really nice sounding here how here's how you avoid that get a smaller church you have enough people because you're family, right? If I say, hey, name mm -hmm. your sisters, you would name all three without a problem, right? If you had 10 mm -hmm. sisters, you'd probably be able to name 10 of them, 20 sisters, 
right? And I say sisters because that's all he has is sisters. But the idea here is when you're a family, okay, you can be 20, 30, 40, 50 people, and you know each other's names, you know each other's wants and desires, you know each other's needs. You conversate. You, you talk. There's a problem. Hey, listen, I remember when we were kids, we would say beef drill, and there was like a whole block there, okay? The problem is, is now we have thousands. <clears throat> now you need mm -hmm. members so that we know that you are who you are by this paper. It doesn't mean that you're family because I don't know you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know you. I know, I know of you. You're here. It's kind of like people treat Jesus. I, I, I know Jesus. His name is here. Oh, his name is there. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, it's right there. Okay, and then Jesus says, there will be some that he says, depart from me, I did not know you. So mm -hmm. membership, when you're having thousands or whatever, yeah, it makes sense, okay? It's, it's something that, hey, could, can work. It does work. But the problem with that is, mm -hmm. is that your church is just too big. Why not mm -hmm. do your job and disciple others to go and open up somewhere else? But no, we, we want to create big ones and have, because that's the only way God works is if you have big ones. And that is the issue for me with membership. Now you start counting people. And why, why was David oh. punished? Because he counted people. Well, one of his punishments was because he counted people. Oh. Never oh. in the scriptures, except in the beginning of Acts, when the church was growing, did you hear a number of how many people? Because they were giving you an idea of how quickly the Holy Spirit was working through the disciples, then apostles. That's it. After that, you don't hear Peter talking about, hey, in the church over here with 20,000 that follow me. Nowhere. Nowhere. So where did we get this example? Question. Huh? So with that, with so something just came into my head. Go ahead. Um, with the numbers thing, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, I've been to churches back home and stuff like that, make a big deal about numbers. We got this many people uh, came to the Lord or whatever. Numbers, 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 right? So response that, I don't know exactly what the verse is. Let me know if you know what it is, where it says that um, even if one person comes to know him or whatever, the, the angels in heaven rejoice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is... So, uh... they, so, so they use that... Um, to see, like, it is a big deal when even just one person um, comes to faith because the the angels uh, rejoice and everything. So we should make a big deal on how many people came to faith or whatever. So I don't know. That may be completely different than what you're talking about, about numbers well, um, and how the church grows and everything. But it, I don't get what I'm trying to say. I, um, I do. So make you're, a big you're... deal about numbers or not care about numbers? Here's the problem. Should we care that one person comes to Christ? Absolutely. We should desire for millions to come to Christ. What we don't desire is for millions to sit before me. Millions to come to okay. me. Okay. And that is the problem. It sounds good. Right? Because, yes, the Bible says. In fact, Jesus says, right, that he'll leave the 99 to go get the one. For the one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then he gives the uh, the exact scripture that you're talking about is where when one comes, right, and one joins, mm -hmm. and one has redemption. 
Yeah, but redeemed to Christ, not to the church of blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. That means mm-hmm. nothing. And if we truly mm-hmm. were rejoicing. But if, a, but if the church, mm-hmm. if they're coming to Christ, right, mm-hmm. well, then that's going to have the church grow. So the numbers are going to grow, right? You have, they're not necessarily. I would say they're not necessarily coming to see me preach, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming because they're now a part of the body. So okay. we're growing because of that, okay. right? Um, so, so let me explain it, it to you like this: to say is is there a ceiling that we okay we reach this or whatever, and then like kind of like put a hold on growing or whatever? You know what I mean? No. So we're not. So we're not this mega church. Well, it's not that we need to put a ceiling or we need to put a number. But here, here, here's, um. so there's a church. You and I both attended at a certain point. I attended it longer than you did. That was a mega church, right? Now, out of that church, you had one. Basically a circle, 10 miles around, eight different churches, right? And I did three fingers, but you didn't see the five here. <laughs> so... Eight different churches, 10 miles outside of that circle. Yet, people were traveling 20 miles, 30 miles, 40 miles, okay, just to come and hear this one preacher because he was a a celebrity preacher in the East Coast, okay? And they would go, hey, they were closer to another mega church that they would pass all the way through to come see this one pastor, right? Why didn't that pastor say, hey, you know what? We have a different Calvary right over here. We have a different one right over there. Hey, this church right here, this guy, I actually discipled him, good teacher, right over there. Well, why are you sending people somewhere else? Because we don't want to get to the point where I can't minister to people. So basically refer. Well, no, if you're doing your job and you're discipling people. Right then, there's going to be people to be able to take over, and be able to do what you did. Look at what Paul did. Paul went from one place to another place to another place. He planted a church. He left someone in charge. He planted a church. Left someone in charge. And then he would check up on all those people. That's what mm-hmm. the other letters, the pastoral letters, are. Is him checking on the ministries that he helped plant. Now, mm-hmm. did he have his own followers? Hey, maybe somebody liked Paul's teaching better than the other. But you know what? Because they didn't have cars, they weren't going to walk an extra 20 miles just to hear another guy. They were going to say, this guy learned from that guy, and I'm not going to walk all the way to that guy. But we have the convenience now. So we pick and choose. And now our egos and our pride and all these things that we like to feed, things of the flesh, like, well, you know, who am I to tell them not to come here? They wanted to come here. You're the one to tell them, hey, there's a church quicker to you, please. I beg you, so that I can minister to my flock here. Help him out over there. Now, what if, so what if I don't gravitate to that person's teaching style or their delivery or whatever, mm-hmm. because I've been to that church and I've been to other churches when I left Jersey, went to Virginia, mm-hmm. that was under that same banner. Um, and I had a conversation with somebody else, um, a previous acquaintance of ours that we don't speak to anymore. And it was like, it's under the same banner, but it was like, well, I prefer this person's preaching to this person. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So there's still going to be that preference. Mm-hmm. So if there is that preference of, well, I like how he expounds it a little bit better, his delivery for whatever reason and stuff, you know what I mean? Still under the same banner, still got the same teaching. Mm-hmm. You got five people here. I might enjoy this person that's 20 minutes from me and you you live right by me, but you enjoy the person that's 30 minutes from us, mm-hmm. right? So what do you what do you say to that? Is like, should we limit that because there's good people everyone has preferences of you know their preachers or whoever it is that they follow okay my favorite teachers of the bible are all dead in texas <laughs> in virginia mm-hmm. in far places that i can't travel to mm-hmm. and i probably would Say, okay, if they were closer, right? I, I would feel that. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Every pastor that I've sat before was never one of my favorites. There was always something that it was like, Ugh. but because I was there. Well, no one's perfect also. No, no, but this is where I'm getting at. <laughs> but because mm-hmm. for me, I wasn't there. Yeah, I could learn from the guy. Maybe not in the way I like to. I can also feed myself. Mm-hmm. I can also teach myself. It wasn't necessarily about him. It was about the ministry. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't go to church for me. See, church is a service. We are supposed to mm-hmm. go to church to give service to God. It's not for me. It's for God. And that's the misconception that we have about church. So when I go on a Sunday, I'm going to worship God. I'm going to minister to others. And at the same time, I'm going to worship God in how I learn. Which many people think, no, well, that, no, no. Learning is a sense of worship because you only learn when you have the desire to know more of. You see, when you have a friendship, right? Like we have a friendship. If we had the type of friendship where if we sat before each other to get to know each other, I ignored all the things about you that I could learn. We're not friends. Okay. You're just sitting in front of me. I sing a song. I say whatever. So even learning is a sense of worship. But. Well, it goes back to that pillar. Everything's mm -hmm. for the glory of God. So, yeah. which we see in scripture, whether you eat or you drink or whatever you do, you do it all for the glory of God, whether mm-hmm. it's reading, whether it's learning or whatever it is. Well, we both went to a church that was way farther than a bunch of churches that were around us. And I remember yeah. we started going there. If you remember why we went there is because the opportunity to mm-hmm. minister was greater there. Mm-hmm. Okay, because we were actually going to minister outside. We weren't trying to build things with inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's the thing. So when we bypassed a bunch of churches <laughs> to get to that one, we went directly there for mm-hmm. ministry. And yet, the teaching wasn't bad. The teaching was mm-hmm. teaching. Okay. I actually mm-hmm. like certain words that he used because they reminded me of being a kid. But mm-hmm. the worship wasn't the greatest. A little bit more, more, little bit more relatable. Yeah. But the worship was, I think we were still doing it on a radio. 
Didn't we put a, a, yeah, a, a radio yeah. in the corner? IPod, uh, instrument, instrumentals, yeah. Yeah. And then with singing and stuff. And it was like everyone... So sings, according to, no to certain choir, people... No big choir, nobody playing instruments. Um, it was, was in a garage. Yeah. It was in a garage. It was very low-key. But that's the thing. The starter set. We traveled <laughs> all yeah. the way there. Okay? Not for the, the, the glamour lights, the celebrity pastor... Okay. We traveled there because we saw a need. Smoke machine. I went for the smoke machine. Oh, okay. Where did he have that at? <laughs> but nah, so that that's the whole thing. Like, people don't understand. Okay. Listen, if you're traveling yeah. for the convenience of your entertainment, you're wrong. Mm. Okay. Now, if, if you know what, I'm if Yeah, I have to I have to I have to admit I've I've not gone or I've allowed that to dissuade me mm-hmm. from, if you want to say, staying in the zone or whatever while at church, if the singing isn't up to par, if the uh, the sound guy is not as good as I mm-hmm. think he should be with the levels, um, which goes back to just me with music or whatever, that, and that's just me and I shouldn't be letting that get in my way mm-hmm. um and stuff like that but I do let it get it off my game so now where I'm like just focusing on the 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 key that's off key or you know the volume's too high on this microphone and that um oh. many times that I, that gets in my in the way of me just not caring and just worshiping um if you would have so went to the last two own, churches that's my my own fault if you would have went to the last yeah. two churches that I went to and I ministered to and I was there for a while, okay, you would have ripped mm-hmm. your hair out. Okay. You want to talk. Yeah. And that's all and that's my fault. And I'm not allowing that that pillar of doing it for the glory of God alone, mm-hmm. right? I'm not allowing that to be ingrained in me and instead allowing these outside things to dictate. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to enjoy myself there, enjoy worship, enjoy the preaching or whatever um, yeah. stuff. But see, you you have a struggle with that pillar, right? Which for me, music isn't a, a, a thing because I can't sing. I can't do it right. I do wish people would be a little bit more professional when they claim to be worshiping God rather than just, you know, putting John on there because he's, you know, sons with so-and-so. Or whatever. Because mm-hmm. let me tell you, the last place I went to, uh, they had, you know, male-female singers. The female singers were pretty decent, except for the worship leader was horrific, okay? I literally wanted to put knives <laughs> through my ears. We would, actually, the funny thing is, the sound people would literally lower his mic so that less people would hear him and you can hear the women. Him and his daughter, because his daughter played on there as well. They would lower their instruments. Oh. And they're they're sounding for the mic, so that it wouldn't be yeah. You know, that's how yeah. bad it was. So it's not too much. Here's yeah. the thing: I stayed there. And that's I, a good sound guy. That's that is a, a good, good sound guy. guy. I, I, you gotta know when to tweak it. Yeah, and no, it was yo, the, it was hysterical. The, the yeah. It was his. But again, here's the thing: I stayed there, and I was still able to worship because I wasn't focused on mm. that. But here's where I struggle with grace alone. Mm. Okay, because mm. I don't understand how God, being so merciful yeah. and so graceful, okay, can forgive pedophiles. 
okay? In, 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 in this country that we live in, where sex trafficking is, is everywhere, okay? Where we're hearing all the crap that's going on to the children. Yet mm -hmm. they have the opportunity for grace. Yeah. I, 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 I think one thing, one, yeah, one thing for me, obviously that's like, especially now having a kid and everything, my, even my view on that change, obviously with having a, a kid now and stuff. One thing that I would turn to, um, would be, um, the, just quoting scripture, uh, forgive them father for they know not what they do, yeah. which is hard. Like you're a grown ass man, a grown ass woman. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. You know what you're doing. You know what I mean? But with the sin and the evil and everything, Jesus would say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. They're blinded by whatever demons are in them and all that stuff, you know? So in that essence, yeah, I, I do find myself extending grace even in those areas. But... I am only human because I also know mm -hmm. that if that were to come on my doorstep, oh, yeah. my safe is getting open yeah. and the we the weapons are coming out. Like you're not going to be violating no, my and, child, and my wife. Thing. You know what we, I mean? Like, we can protect yeah, our family. I'm not going to be extending And it's not even that. that we, comes to my doorstep. We as men are supposed to protect our families. But here, here's the thing. Like, if it does come to my step, after I put two in your chest, and, and you go see Christ, I'm not expecting there to be mercy. Okay. Mm. okay. I don't want to spend eternity with you. If you, mm. if you give your life to Christ in those moments, okay, that you have, like, I get it. And he's so beautiful and he's so loving. Christ is, is amazing. That's what that's wild. How many people do you think yes. at that time gave their life to Christ after doing something well, as heinous as with a child or yes. murder or whatever? And then we're gonna be like, yo, you were on the news for doing X, Y, and Z. Right. But we're gonna be like, how are you here? Yeah. We're, we're like, spending eternity. Are we with gonna you. be able to are we yeah, are we yeah. gonna be able to be like Yo, don't come on my side of the eternity because I still don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but see, that's 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 the killer. Like, and again, listen, yeah, that's, only that's only wild. God, only God has the type of grace, right? And that's what we're talking about. And it's by grace mm -hmm. alone. But oh, yeah, like God. And, and but see, this is my own defect, right? Because I know that once we have heaven, there is no sorrow, there is no this. It's not like we're gonna remember each other the way we do here. In the sense of, oh, hey, I mm. remember the time you did me wrong and da-da-da-da-da. That's not stuff that we take into eternity yeah. with us. But it, it's just like, it, it puts me in so, awe. Uh, do we, yeah. Mm -hmm. I never thought about that, actually, or even, like, tried to study that. Or um, I'm probably pretty sure I have books in my uh, mm -hmm. bookshelf or whatever. So, so on your point with, like, we're not going to remember that. Are we getting a clean slate when that happens? Like, we don't remember who our wife is. Like, our, no, I've been, we're told, like, our wife is not our wife or this and that. Is it, like, clean slate or back to ground zero, ground one, starting new? Because I know scripture says, you know, it's new heavens, new earth, blah, 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 no. blah, and stuff. But, I, yeah, I guess to what extent? I never really Okay, like, so 
from what I've read and studied in the Bible, because the the biggest thing it says about heaven is that it's beyond their wildest imaginations. So anything we can imagine, it's way greater. But when it speaks of certain mm-hmm. relationships, especially with like marriage, right? Uh, the mm-hmm. Pharisee actually it was the Sadducees who don't believe in the resurrection, but the Sadducees try to question Jesus, and they said to Jesus, "This one woman was married to one brother, then another brother, another brother, another brother, so on and so forth, and she had seven brothers. Which one would she be married to in heaven?" And Jesus responded mm-hmm. that yeah. there is no marriage in heaven. Okay, mm-hmm. so the idea is, and with other scriptures, you can tie in that it would be we're brother and sister now. Okay. Yeah. So that type of relationship isn't ex- existing because one thing is is that we're not in but heaven would we for remember, ourselves. But would we would we no, know? No, I can't. I can't give you a yes or no. Know that she was my wife. I can give you a yes or yeah. no, but I do think that we do remember relationships because mm. when he ascends, right? He says, "Hey." You know, he talked about one being to the left or to the right. Those are places that I can't give. Okay. There mm-hmm. is certain things where Jesus said, uh, you, you'll be with me in paradise tomorrow, meaning that that person mm-hmm. is not like just a different soul. So there's mm-hmm. certain inclinations that we can take out of scripture, but I'm very careful to always make an assumption. Now, when it comes to bringing sorrows in things, it says that heaven will have no more sorrows. So anything that can no bring us sorrows, yeah. yeah. Anything that will bring us pain, I'm assuming it's not there anymore. Mm. And maybe scripture for you, scripture mm-hmm. for you. Um, I, I need to put this poster back up, but so uh, Revelations twenty one four five because it's right here on the floor. Um, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall th- shall there be mourning nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Is that what you're referring to? Yes. So in that, I don't think that it's going to be in the sense of we don't know who each other are, but I think that what's going to be new is the way we approach relationships, right, Mm. in the way how we see a person. Like, you know, you and I have a relationship. I see you as, you know, my younger brother, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people that you went to school with, right, that I don't know, okay? I don't consider them y- my younger brother just because you knew them. So mm-hmm. every relationship has its uniqueness, and I think we're going to keep that uniqueness. But when we get to heaven, those little brothers or your friends, I'm going to know, oh, these are brethren i'm not gonna know what they did what they didn't stuff like that there are the personals and i think there's just gonna be people and because we have eternity we'll get to know each other in this new mindset which is i think pretty cool because you can't get bored (laughs) there's always going to be someone to talk to and get to know but again Mm -hmm. with the scripture that you're reading i just see that it's not that we change who we are. It's not that we lose certain memories. But I think the pain in the memories, the tears, all those things mm. are gone. Which is kind of interesting. Because mm. some of my best relationships started with pain in the beginning. Mm. Dude, when it comes to heaven and, and a lot of the spiritual stuff, I'm always blown away. 
And then I start going on these thinking things, and it's like, wow, this this is going to be pretty cool. That's going to be weird. Yeah, yeah. That just had me think of, like, something which uh, you can relate to or whatever with the emotional stuff, the relationship stuff. Um, yeah. With, um, hold on, take a breath. Um, so we both lost a child, yeah. right? So are we going to remember that, you know, in, you know, there's sadness when that happened um, and everything. So then, you know, we, we always, yeah, mm -hmm. can't wait till we see them in heaven um, and stuff. And I know we're kind of like off on a tangent with the original thing, but, you know, it just had me think about that. Like, you know, we look forward to that day, mm -hmm. but then now it's like, well, am I going to know? that's them you know what i mean type thing um are they gonna know who i am um you know uh well, stuff so that's kind of just kind of wild to think about here's the thing to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord right and there are certain doctrines that teach that that we're already there we're just living out time because god is outside of time which that gets all scary and stuff Mm -hmm. because it's like hard to comprehend but to be absent from the body There's this a, i know the bible says yeah. right is to be present with the lord whether or not scripturally we're going to remember the pain part like you mentioned like i honestly this is an assumption not that i've i've gotten it through scripture but by piecing certain things together i believe that when i do get to heaven right when i die and i'm there I'm going to have that relationship already. That's a relationship. You know, that's something I had. Just like I'm not going to know who my wife is not. But again, I'm not going to look upon my, even my children that are alive. They're not mm -hmm. my children anymore. They're my brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So even that dynamic of relationship will change. So our, our healing for me is, is that when I look upon my daughter's eyes, okay, I'm not only looking at the daughter that I lost. I'm actually looking at my sister in eternity. You see, because mm. that's the part that, that kind of confuses a lot of people because of movies and this and that. It's the relationships, yeah. right? We're going to get to heaven and they're going to be waiting for us. But what age are they going to be waiting for us at? Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mine was, was a baby, you know? Am I going to go to heaven and see a baby? No, maybe maybe a young girl. What do I want to see? And that's where it gets kind of like where we need to know she is with Christ. I'm good. How I'm going to mm. see her there, I don't want to go off in that. You know why? Because here's the thing. Now I'm fantasizing, okay, about something mm. I don't know about. Yeah. Fantasizing. Yeah. And... It gets really hard. So for me, the comfort, listen, uh, it, it's been years, right? I, I still imagine today the, the the type of person that she would be. You know, I look at, because mm. I, I, I have four girls, right? And I look at each one and I'm like, we should be more like this one. We should be more like this one. And it drives me insane. It drives me insane. Okay. Mm. I have to go hide my face. So. Yeah. To sit there and, and do that as well with heaven, 
right? Well, what happens with that is now the enemy can creep into your ear. Well, maybe you won't see her as a little girl. Maybe she'll be an adult. Maybe you won't know her. Maybe you will. Maybe this. And now doubt starts creating certain things in your head. And you give place yeah. for, for these fantasies, right, to cause depression, yeah. you know, to cause so many things. So I, for me, try to rejoice. And it's hard. Even now I'm starting to tear up. <laughs> I just want to rejoice in the fact that she's in the best place she could be. Yeah. Okay. Imagine, look at the world today. She's in the best place she could be. How, where, mm -hmm. what, with what? Is she there with my father? All that. I don't, I don't want to think about any of that. I don't want to speculate. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make it. Mm. Okay. Because I know where she's at. According to yeah. scripture, there is no denying where she is at. So I just want to make it. Mm. That's, I mean, yeah, speculation can be very dangerous. And a lot of religion, we had way too much speculation. And then we consider it doctrine. Mm. And it shouldn't be. Mm. And remember, we're not going to heaven. Like, I'm not going to heaven for my daughter. Mm -hmm. I'm going True. for Christ alone, you know, for God. The point yeah. of getting to heaven is not to escape hell or to be with people that I've loved. The point of heaven is to spend an eternity worshiping God. Mm -hmm. so, as long as you're not singing. That's a fact. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. Or maybe, hey, listen, maybe... But everything is going to be made new, so you... Yeah. you yeah, you you might. Be well, if he doesn't want me to blow out his ears, <laughs> he better give me a voice, okay? And I would like, hey God, I would like a Barry White voice. Just letting you know, nice deep one. I do not want to sound like Michael Jackson. Do that? No. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> Could you imagine we all sounded like Michael Jackson in heaven? Oh, all right, we got to stop that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so just yeah, as recap, we got five solas. I know we kind of went into some more, some more theological type stuff within the church and um, well, that's the good thing about conversation. But, uh, so more yeah, for the five yeah, solas. Here you go. You conversation. ready? I hate the pronunciation or or the saying the five solas. Why not just the five onlys? Why why do we have to bring the Latin in? Because this wasn't a, a 15th century, 14th century, you know, beginning of church thing. This started in the 19th, mm -hmm. 20th century. Okay. And mm -hmm. out of all the points that he made where God alone, Christ alone, right? They're good points. They're not anti-biblical in any way. But why five solas, right? Why are they the pillars of only reformation? Okay. And and that is the. Thing. Do we know what? Do we know why they chose Latin? Did you did you touch on that earlier of why well, it is in Latin? Well, again, they don't say that they created this phrase of five solas. It's, to me, it's like the word dinosaur, right? Before 1970, the word dinosaur didn't exist. Okay, it was mm -hmm. just terrible lizard or big animal or whatever the deal may be. So what happens is, is that in the 19th century, closer to the 20th century, they, some teacher decided to call it the five solas. 
and they're the pillars of our reformation. You know, the, mm. the two so that individual just decided to use Latin. Yes, there was no particular because it, reason to use Latin. And and, and why? I think because he was a pompous ass. Okay, and he just wanted mm. to, uh, you know, look how smart I am. Look at the big words I can use. I can speak Latin. Mm. It's kind of like you know when you read the Bible, you want to interpret. Well, we have a, yeah, we have a lot of terms that are in Latin though. Even apologetics, right, comes from. Yeah, but see, it's blah, blah, two blah, blah. words being, and that's what I was going to get at. There's certain words that we take from Latin. There's certain words that we take as a language, as English. Okay, but as a church, when we start creating cliches, okay, and start creating titles of things, it's like, come on, it doesn't belong just to you. It's actually the Protestants who came up with this concept. It's actually the Bible that was written in their times. It's not something that just Martin Luther or St. Alexander or St. Augustine came up with. It's not. Mm -hmm. It's biblical principles. Mm-hmm. And why are we taking this? It's it's there's a joke that even Calvin wouldn't be a Calvinist. Okay? Because they've taken five of his things and they called it what? The five points. And mm-hmm. it just the irritates me. Yeah, it irritates me so yeah. much. Mm-hmm. And it's and always an acronym and all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You know, WWJD, I can't stand that stuff. I I just it makes me sick. Because here's how we get people to focus on us, okay? There are certain things that work. Like you're talking about uh, I'm teaching a child, right? Yeah, okay, let's find a clever way to teach a child. But here's the thing, mm-hmm. right? My kids don't speak Latin. If I tell them here, mm-hmm. here are five statements that only God can deal with, They'll probably understand that more than me having to explain to them what does solas mean, okay? And mm-hmm. we're Spanish, so we know that solo is alone. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason it's easy for us that are Spanish. But just imagine that. I have to tell them about this language. I have to do this. I have to, And all for what? So I sound better when I preach? Right? It, it, mm-hmm. To me, it's kind of like the guy who can't say, hey, one plus one equals two it's the guy who has to say well this integer with that integer at the sum of both of them coming to one point equals the number of them both being summed and the product is like shut the hell up and just say one plus one equals two why do we have to go solas and this and it just i have such a problem with it and here's the 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 part that kills me the people who claim it. Scripture even talks about using lofty speech and all that stuff. Exactly. And the people who use it happen to be the ones that are known for it. Mm-hmm. Like, at what point, okay? And here, here's the thing. Like, for those of you that don't know, I, I am not Arminianist. I am not completely Calvinist, Reformist, or, or anything. I am in the middle leaning towards reforminism okay and you're a three you're a three-point calvinist oh christ no i'm a i'm a classic (laughs) arminianist i I had this conversation so many times well you would be considered a classic arminianist like okay and that's the thing like people will ask me what do you uh, nothing i believe the bible 
But yeah, where do you fall into this? Like, yo, I believe the Bible. That's it. Well, are you Calvinist? Mm. I'm like, no, not even Calvin was Calvinist. So, so you believe in choice? And I, well, yes. Then you're a miniest. And I go, well, I also believe that you're chosen. Uh, well, 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 you can't believe. Why not? You believe in the Trinity? Explain to me, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, all one, yet separate. How is that not polytheistic? Polytheistic. Uh, 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 exactly. So the same way we can't explain that is the same way I can explain why the Bible teaches both, and I'm okay with that. And then Ooh. after that, it starts with all the, the big words and this teacher and that teacher. It's like, all right, I got to run away. Yeah. And that's Predestination, what... Predestination, determinism, and yeah. all that stuff. Total depravity. Yeah. And and that's that's what kills me, right, about... Not the Reformed, because it's not everyone in the Reformed Church, but it's, it's those pompous ones, yeah. human beings, okay? I remember I went to a church, <laughs> and I told the guy, I was like, hey, listen, I don't care if it's Reformed or not. I, I just want to go somewhere. I want to be fed. I, I, I like the fact that you guys do a lot of old-school stuff. Um, I, I'm cool with that. Hey, you guys are, are playing that. What is the one with the, the whistles? The, the organ, or what the heck is that called? Uh, organ? I think it's an organ, right? Where yeah. you play it, it's Phantom, yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Da, 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 All right. Yeah. So they were still playing that while singing hymns. I was like, oh, yeah, this is cute. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm definitely coming here. Okay. And the only thing I asked the pastor is please talk to your elders, your fellow pastors, your whatever, okay, and don't shove the tulip down my throat. Not on the first day. Okay, give me at least two months before you try to force cool. feed me this tulip. And cool. he goes, oh, no, absolutely not in my church. No, no, no. The very first day, some guy comes cool. up to me, says, hey, how you doing? I'm elder so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And I say, hey, how you doing? I'm Carlos. And uh, he goes, oh, so where did you, you know, fellowship before? And I said, where I fellowshiped at? Right there. Right there. Cool. Without a doubt. He's like, well, you know, they have weaker uh, doctrine and you really are going to enjoy here because we have the purest form of doctrine. And I go, okay. Yeah. I tried to give him an out. I've met a lot of Calvinists like that. And I, I, I tried to give him an out. I said, thank you. Thank you. I got to go. I, 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 he's like, no, no, no. But wait, I, I'd like to explain to you true doctrine so that you don't leave here not hearing. I go, and then at that, I went into apologetic mode, and I just ate him alive, looked at the pastor, and said, hey, remember what I told you? I'm not coming back. Bye. Hmm. It's like, hmm. why? Why? The Arminians are just happy that you showed up. That's it. They, yeah. They're just like, oh, wow, there's another person. Hey, how you doing? With them, it's like, why do you, yeah. you got to force feed me? So that's my thing. Yeah. When, when you start naming certain things with certain names, it just drives me insane because mm -hmm. guess what? Keep it simple. Jesus did. He spoke in parables for His, those that um, didn't understand and those that did understand could. Yeah. Um, one thing, because obviously like, we both, both of us, uh, maybe me a, a little bit longer than you possibly with the uh, reformed Calvinist type stuff or whatever. Um, I had a friend of mine, right, make a statement and I was like, think while I was like, if you want to say kind of getting out of that type of circle or whatever, 
Um, I had him say something. I was like, you know what? I looked back and that at my experience with particular circles in the Calvinist uh, type theology or whatever, mm-hmm. but the hardcore ones, he, he, he made a statement of why he can't really rock with them um, either. And it kind of got me. He was said one thing that he noticed was how often or how much of a magnitude they put on as far as uh, how much they elevate how sinful we are Mm -hmm. and how much they drill that total depravity and everything, right? Every single time when they're praying, they bring up, Oh, how sinful, sinful man am I? And stuff like that. Like how much they knock that and that it came, it comes across as if you, the only way to see God's goodness is to continually put yourself down. Mm-hmm. They're the modern day Pharisees. And I, and I, and I was like, wow. Um, I never heard it phrased that way, but mm-hmm. looking back, I was like, yeah, I, I can remember just about every time some, uh, someone that fell in to hardcore reform theology, Calvinist or whatever, it's always wicked sinner. Am I, you know, this and blah, 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 ba- downplaying, making, basically making yourself feel like crap Yeah. in order to see or experience God's grace, see the goodness of God. And he was like, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. I don't need to continually knock myself down when Peter, to see the love of God. Yeah. When Peter, I was like, hmm. When Peter first saw Jesus, right? That I, would, real quick, that would be, would in a sense, a lack of grace on yourself. Yes. But it, it's not in only that, it, it's also false humility. Okay. It, it, it's mm. false humility. Yeah. Okay. It's when Peter just witnessed a miracle for the first time and he had all those fish, right? He, he got off the boat. And he went and got on his knees and he said, depart from me, for I'm a wicked, sinful man. Jesus mm. said, get yeah. up. Okay. He didn't say, that's right, you are. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my grace like, get is, over yourself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. he was just like, all right, get up, follow me. Not, oh, mm. yes, Peter. And he didn't go the opposite way because some people try to paint Jesus as, you know, some guy who walks around in a rainbow tunic. And he's like, oh, but mm. but I love you so God, much. Yeah. You know, there was but, a balance to love. it. No, God is love. God, God is love. Yes, but there's also <laughs> a balance. And listen, sometimes you lovingly got to smack I'm someone thinking, in the back of the head. Okay. I'm so, thinking of putting that on the shirt. God is love, but he's also wrath. Yeah. And people don't <laughs> understand that. And again, it's, yes, should we acknowledge that we are what we are, yes, mm-hmm. so that we don't get proud. But humility mm-hmm. and meekness is not to beat ourselves into a position where now we're considered worthless because mm. Christ appraised us or God appraised us the value of his son. Now, you're, you're while well, you mm. saying that you're crap, that you're this, you're that, okay, you're devaluing what Christ did. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like yeah. it, it's a double-edged sword and you need to be careful. Yes, acknowledge who you are. 
take it easy, buddy. You know, it's okay to say, wow, you know, I'm bad. God took care of this. There's grace. You know, there's grace. <laughs> so, Relax. you know, like, rejoice in the up. grace. Rejoice yeah. in the mercy. It, it's kind of like, I, I, I talked about it on the show before. Everyone calls it Good Friday. It's actually supposed to be Viernes Santo, a Holy Friday, but it's a bittersweet, right? We celebrate that day or we acknowledge that day because sin was paid for. We're not rejoicing in the whipping, in the cat nines, in, in everything mm -hmm. that happened to Jesus. We're not rejoicing on the cross, okay? We're rejoicing on what happened with sin, but it's also bitter. We should think about the fact that, oh, man, like, he had to go through that for us. We suck. But thank God for grace and mercy, okay? Thank God mm -hmm. for sin being paid. Thank God for him showing his love for us. Like, th there's, there's always a balance, okay? Mm. There's a balance to Jesus, okay? There's a balance to everything. A person who goes out and does no reading of the Bible but goes and evangelizes, okay, there is no balance. There is no knowledge. Or a person who reads the Bible and does nothing with it, there's no balance. Mm. Everything in Christianity there's a balance. There's a time where Jesus told his disciples not to go somewhere and wait. And there was a time where he said, now go. But everything on this spectrum, and it even goes into politics. You have the far left, the far right. You have the far Calvinist, reformist. You have the far Arminiist. Mm -hmm. And if you don't see that as a work of the enemy, trying to create a disbalance, okay, unstable ground, then you're blind and you choose not to see or you're still in darkness. Everything has to have a balance except mm -hmm. for sin. That we should stay away from. Yet that's what we look for. So in that we're pretty well mm -hmm. balanced. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad, but it's the facts. Is there anything else on Solas you want me to talk about? Huh? I think I'm pretty. I think we're pretty good. I think we get right. on it pretty good. Some little sidebar. Well, that's conversations how conversations go. Stuff. I'm gonna title this one uh, "The Five Solas and More." That'll be the, <laughs> the name of the of this one. Yeah, it's gonna be all one download, but the, the tracks are gonna be all separate. Um, and stuff like that, it'd be seven hours. So you're basically downloading like a, basically a Bible study tool. Yeah. Um, so, and it doesn't have to be listened to like a mixtape or a CD or any of that stuff. Everything's going to be labeled. If you want to just listen to the Catholicism one, well then just click on the track that says Catholicism part one, Catholicism yeah. part two. You can, you can skip around for the most part. The, the, I would say the, the. The only real structure to it is maybe the first four tracks, mm. uh, four, first four or five tracks, because that's like a primer to everything else. Yeah. Um, like, uh, what is apologetics? Like a minute and a half on that. Um, what is the Bible? Where it came from? Then there's one for the Old Testament, a track for the Old Testament, a track for the New Testament. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like a primer, and mm. then we get into the meat of everything nice. um, and stuff. So I would say that's probably the only order but even with that if you're familiar with the bible already you can just skip around and just listen to whatever you want to listen to no but it's i think it's a good tool for those that um are beginning 
Because I know a lot of people, at least in the circle with Once Blind, that aren't necessarily reading at this point. They just came, so they're Ooh. like barely reading, getting into it. So I think it'll be a, a good tool for them. I'm definitely waiting for it to come out so that I can have them download it because I think it'll be a great tool for not only a person who has been, because it's good for people to brush up on things they know, but let's face yeah, it, today not many me, people like, know a lot yeah. of things. So, I mean, yeah, how many different me, people did you back. have to ask questions for? What was that? How many different people are dropping knowledge in there? There's a lot. Exactly. Because not I'll everyone knows maybe, everything. Yeah, at least, at least maybe 10 different people and that's that was a goal also because me i don't like recording myself mm -hmm. and hearing myself um playing it back i did some that's just me um or whatever for the most part um like this is more like a q a so a little different but yeah. as far as just me recording um and then using my sound bite and yeah I, I, i'm one of those people i don't like listening to myself um playing it back or whatever so uh but I also didn't want it to just all come from one source, yes. one mouth. You know what I mean? So I have different preachers, different pastors. Um, I'll name drop a few. I've got um, David Platt. I've got um, Eric Mason. Um, you're obviously on it. I've got some stuff. Um, I've got uh, Jerome Gay, which is here in Raleigh. Well, Jerome Gay is Raleigh. Eric Mason is Philly. Uh forgot where david platt's at um so yeah uh, that's just a couple and then some other um ministries that i mm. follow and got resource from them so i don't necessarily know who it is that's speaking because it's from the ministry and mm. they have different people are speaking on different things so i just took a bunch of sound bites um and everything cool but see again chopped, some people them, are more proficient in other things than others. So this is a good tool for those that even have studied the Bible because not everyone knows every part of the Bible. And again, for a, b a person mm -hmm. who's beginning, this is perfect because they get a taste of everything and they can find their niche. You know, some people are eschatology, some mm -hmm. people, which is end time studies, guys. Sorry for you. And then you have people who are I into thought the it was for excuses. Uh, no, no, that's that's uh, the book of hesitations. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um. But again, if you're into, you know, defending the faith, apologetics, that's yeah. something for yep. you to that's look into. So basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Knowing, uh, especially like for me, I'm more, I'm, I'm real into the, um, the, uh, the comparison of the gospel and the other religions, mm. um, and stuff Gr growing up, uh, Catholic being around atheists and, um, being around Muslims and stuff like that. So knowing how they Every, these different religions compared to what we believe as far as what the gospel is um, and evangelical Christianity, um, not necessarily prog progressive mm -hmm. Christianity, which we're kind of in now or whatever, but just taking it back to the roots, orthodox uh, mm -hmm. evangelical Christianity, getting back to the roots. This is what the gospel teaches. Uh, this is uh, who Jesus is. This is the, what is it? Um, how you get to salvation, faith alone, grace alone, all that stuff. You know what I mean? The, uh, <laughs> the five solace or whatever um, and stuff like that. And then basically coinciding that, well, this is what Islam teaches, what their 
the the pillars are and this mm -hmm. and that uh catholicism and how even with um not necessarily islam but you have catholicism you have jehovah's witness and you have mormonism right that would all co consider themselves christians because yeah. they believe in the bible but showing the inconsistencies um and the contradictions between what they teach and what the bible actually says so i'm i'm into that because i'm surrounded by individuals that follow those different things yeah. so again if you are as, as well it'll you know give you good knowledge good information to be able to hold your own ground and know exactly what the differences are um and stuff as well as you know other things and what's being talked about a little bit more um like uh eric mason jerome gay and another guy he goes by um brother berean he's got a lot of apologetic stuff on youtube um but tackling um a lot of the issues that the um if you want to say the urban community is turning to to stray away from the bible um and with that you got topics of hebrew israelites um yeah. some would say black hebrew israelites but even with that there's different sects in that in them. right um and some the majority of all a, a lot of them don't like being called black hebrew israelites because mm -hmm. to them they are hebrew they yeah. are the israelites we put the t the we put the black in front of it mm -hmm. um but they would not put you know what i mean so it's uh talking about those type of things um with uh jerome gay got some a soundbite from him um with talking about you had there was a time a couple years ago because this project is what three years in the making yeah. um and stuff that's so i was like i'm just gonna put it out and stop messing with it i'm done editing it it needs more editing but i was like there's new mixtapes ideas you know you mentioned the clothing line or whatever but oh, i think it was a couple like uh, years ago where there were individuals coming out pastors coming out uh and there was this whole like ex-pastor claims mm. um and there's one in particular that was making a lot of headway um and stuff and then the pastor jerome from over here um he even reached out to them and said, hey, i'll fly you a ticket and you can come down over here and we can have a panel we can have a discussion all your claims of why christianity what made you to believe that christianity is not true you know and talk talk about the council of nicaea because that's one of the big things they uh that the the Hebrew Israelites or ex-pastors or whatever say that the Council of Nicaea is, uh, that's where Christianity was invented or whatever, which mm. is not true um, and stuff. So yeah, some rooted things with just religions, but also what we're seeing on YouTube now and why people are leaving the faith and trying to hit, if you want to even call it current events yeah. of what's being pushed out there um and everything so yeah be a good mixture of things awesome but you got to put it out because i'm i'm dying to hear most of it i, I want to hear and that's yeah. the thing for me as as a, yeah. a person I've got, who I've got, yeah there's gonna be stuff on it you, you 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 i'm pretty sure you're gonna even be like that's interesting yeah that's good no I, even um, now you were just I, talking I will, about that I, just talking yeah, about that I, i'm already I interested preface. so one yeah, um, and I also will preface, right? Because I, I name drop and everything. Um, and, every, and for the most part, the ones that I name drop, I follow a lot of their stuff um, and stuff. But one thing I will say, and I'm pretty sure you can agree with me, um, 
not everyone is 100 percent not everyone is perfect right so one thing that i even tell people is like yeah the um, this individual you know has a good teaching on this and that um we have to be able to uh use wisdom right and look to scripture but not be afraid you have to be able to have a filter right you filter things out I'm not going to agree with every single thing that a pastor says, a preacher says, but again, but we don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And we say they can be talking about something. That's true. Exactly. Right. Even when we have our conversations, we may not see eye to eye, but because I don't agree with your position on a particular thing, that doesn't mean I'm going to throw out everything you say. Yeah. No, and, you, and may, that's you may be right on other topics. You may be right on other issues, and we may just not see eye to eye on this one. You know, so and I think we as Christians also need to do a better job of extending grace yeah. to these different preachers, pastors, and stuff like that. Okay, they may they may have gotten this part wrong, and I disagree with that. But when they said this, they were on point. Yeah. So I can take away what they were on point yeah. with and say, yeah, I rock with that. Yeah. Um, and then we can have a conversation and you can bring it up. Oh, well, I heard this thing or whatever. Right. And then I'll let do, oh, well, I don't rock with that. We should be okay to say, I rock with certain things and not other things. Well, you know that I like John MacArthur for 78, 70% of what he says. I, I even had his study mm-hmm. Bible, which was one of my first Bibles, but I'm yeah, not, I think every, I think that was everyone's first study Bible. Yeah, so that's my thing. Like, <laughs> but I don't agree with a lot of certain doctrines that come from reformanism. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, would I still tell people to get a John MacArthur study Bible? Absolutely. I wouldn't tell a new believer, but I would definitely tell someone who's been walking a little bit, and I know that they'll be able to, you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a cessationalist. I'm not. And I'll never be. I mm-hmm. believe the gifts of the God mm-hmm. are forever. God hasn't changed. God will never change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Today and forevermore. Yep. So if that's the case, exactly. then the Holy Spirit, who is God, works the same way. I refuse yeah. to say that the Spirit doesn't work at all. Okay, that mm-hmm. that's not my thing, and that the gifts aren't for today. But mm-hmm. everything else up to that point, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and like so, there, there may be some old stuff. Or what I don't rock with a, much of the new stuff that he's come out and say. I would say I'll. I don't want to use the word cancel or whatever, but I will stop listening to someone if it's like. They come and say something crazy, like something that's borderline racist or oh. whatever. You know what I mean? Or there's one that I was like, yeah, I'm not rocking with uh, them anymore um, or whatever, because there was a, a video thing and whatnot. And they were basically mocking other mm. quote unquote believers. I don't get down with that. No. Like you can say you disagree with their worship style. You can say you disagree with their teaching or whatever. But the second you start mocking and making fun of them because of how they worship different and because they hold a different view, I'm not rocking with you. Because I don't, I personally, I don't think if Jesus was here that he would be pointing fingers, mocking and laughing at the others. Now, if anything, he would be heartbroken. 
Yeah, he would be it, heartbroken. It, 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 and he he would be trying to engage with them to, if if anything, yeah. try to correct them in the era. In you love. know what I mean? But yep. there's, um, yeah. Um, and as a matter of fact, it might have been, um, yeah, it might have been your boy John MacArthur. I think it was the Strange Fire. Who did Strange Fire? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I think <laughs> it was a snippet of his Strange Fire conference, and they were laughing and mocking yeah. and stuff. And I was like, I was like, Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not. That's been I'm going on. That's that. been going on for years, though. I yeah, I know. That, that's well, another. They, thing. It was years ago. Huh? That yeah. tells you how long it's been since I've even like even looked his stuff up anymore. Well, I, because right then I was like, well, there's no love there. There's no grace there. You know what no. I mean? You're mocking. You're laughing. You're pointing fingers. You're 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 being disrespectful. Yeah. You're and, not being loving. And again, would you still and read that's the something? Of what we should be. Absolutely, but would you still read something on Genesis that's in a book of his? Like if it was just a Bible study, right? And I gave you a tool. It's like here, here's a John MacArthur <clears throat> study pamphlet of Genesis. Would you read that? If I had nothing else, maybe. But the idea is, is that it doesn't negate a good study on one thing. Do I like him as a person? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> do 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 I like certain doctrines? No. And and it's funny because yeah. I was actually a part of the church that he was making fun of. And I remember <laughs> getting mad. And I was like, yo, like, like, who, who's this dude think he is? Like, I'll punch that old man yeah. in his head. Like, but <laughs> yeah. He made, it wasn't, he, it wasn't, he made fun he, of a it lot wasn't, of it wasn't, it wasn't, a, it wasn't only him either. There was a couple other ones. Oh, no, it was, it was a conference for a reason. And stuff. Yeah. It was a conference yeah. for a reason. Um, but again, he, he didn't, yeah. they didn't only make fun of one church. They made fun of a lot of churches. But he, oh, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. here's the thing though. And actually, you know what? If people want to hear the rest of this conversation, they can comment on it and maybe we'll discuss it later. But there's a lot more to that strange fire that you should know about, because it's it's yeah. it's very interesting. But either way, I think we we've oh, yeah, been on I'm here for a sure while, yeah. and, and I definitely yeah. want to give you this this nice little snippet that actually goes with that. But either way, uh, guys, okay. thanks for your time. I appreciate you being here, John. I appreciate you joining me here. Uh, guys, yeah. this is what we do. We have conversations. Goose. Bye. Please remember to subscribe, to share, like, and to catch the next one.